It's the LGBT Chat Podcast, a space for LGBTQ friends and allies to share personal stories, current events, and life endeavors. Hosted by Aida Ramirez. Hello, friends. Uh, this is your host, Aida. Joining us today is our co-host, Kiva, and our uh, other co-host, Ashton. I don't know why I paused there, but I did. <laughs> uh, it's nice to have you both on today. Uh, we have a special treat for everybody today. We have Rabbi Axelrod. He's a spiritual leader of Congregation of Near Tamid uh, since 1988. Um, and he's part of the reform movement, also a, um, an ally of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, welcome. Well, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me on the show. And um, you're a recommendation of our friend Kiva. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, the rabbi has become a pretty uh, important person in my life over the last year and a half, two years. And uh, I thought it would be pretty awesome. Um, you know, a lot of times, you know, in the LGBTQ community, you know, um, I think many people feel um, pretty ostracized in terms of, um, you know, having access to maybe religious values that they were brought up with. Um, you know, and I think a lot of times what's not understood is a lot of those people just because they're LGBTQ does not mean that they reject, you know, whether they're Christian, Jewish, Buddhist, whatever, they don't necessarily, you know, want to give that up, but they're put in a, a situation where uh, they're just not welcome. And, one of the things that I love about um, about the Jewish reform movement and specifically uh, my personal dealings with uh, the rabbi is the positive, welcoming messages. And, you know, it's not just in words, it's it's in action, um, you know, and even and I was hoping that the rabbi would talk a little bit about um, how the reform movement specifically kind of nationally um, you know, it, it's their policy to be inclusive um, and maybe talk about some of that. Um, and then just I always love listening to your thoughts anyway about most things. So um, so tell us a little bit about that. All right. Thank you. So I, I think when you look at the um, history of acceptance of this community, the reform movement was an early adapter, if you will. So we may feel that in many respects, you know, we've obtained a lot of rights and made a lot of progress. And to me, some of it, um, when we really got earnest, it was lightning fast from, you know, from, uh, you know, wanting, uh, certain rights in terms of marriage to actual marriage equality. Um, so the reform movement was an early ally and continues to be, but the journey of the reform movement um, mirrors that. So if you look at, say, something written in 1910 or 1920, it would quote the Bible and it would say that homosexuality is wrong and all that kind of stuff. But once you get to the 1970s, it completely changes. And you will find in our literature and in our uh, resolutions that there is initially a call for the decriminalization of homosexuality. So a complete change of the laws that are on the books, and that is our first real big public stance. Then we go a little bit further into the 1990s and we say we want full equality for this community under the law. By 1996, we're fully on board with gay marriage. And the only issue, of course, is we may be for it, but what about the rabbis? Okay, so even though as a movement, we support the idea and they wrestled with it. And I think they came up with their Solomon Compromise, which is we as a movement support it, but it's up to the individual rabbi to follow his or her own conscience. And so this occurred probably by the year 2000, and it was officially, quote, okay for reform rabbis to officiate at, at uh, 
you know, gay, lesbian, and so forth marriages. 2015, they finally took on the issue of transgender. So I think it really mirrors what was going on in society. And with each struggle, with each battle, the reform movement said, sign us up, and we would be there to celebrate the victories and also to keep encouraging when there were defeats. And that's a really a kind of a short history within the reform movement. Some may think that within the Orthodox movement, no movement, but that's not the case. Um, when you look at, quote, the strict Bible verses in Leviticus, um, okay, we can talk about that later in the podcast. But within the Orthodox community, which is kind of bound by that, there are other competing Jewish values. And so although the majority, say, of Orthodox rabbis obviously cannot officiate at a gay wedding, um, there are some, I'm not saying a lot. Recording in progress. Um, there could be five, ten left-wing Orthodox rabbis who will officiate at a same-sex marriage, which may be surprising to your listeners. Not a lot, but there are also a few openly gay Orthodox rabbis. So I would say that there is progress, and also um, within the Orthodox community, they have made more and more statements that are welcoming to this community. So Reform Judaism, which is the most, quote, liberal movement of the three, um, or, will ordain um, openly gay rabbis um, and welcome uh, welcome them to our community and have no issue. It was a progress that occurred over a span of 20, 30 years. And the Orthodox community has also moved their dial as well. So hope all that made sense. And I hope that your listeners understand that, you know, Judaism is an interesting religion to check out that hopefully they will feel a sense of welcome. Yeah. Kiva, you touched on that, um, the, the, that feeling that you're not included. Um, I, I grew up in a Baptist church in Puerto Rico and literally like my mom was pregnant. She almost gave birth <laughs> in the church. Um, and till like I was about 10 and then forced into Catholicism. Catholi I can't say the word. Uh, English is not my first language. Um, into the Catholic church. And I say by force because I, I, I wasn't given an option um, to be baptized. You know, I was just told, here it is. This is what you're going to learn. This is what you're going to do. Um, and uh, as I grew up and learned my truth about my, my, you know, my identity and my sexual identity, um, I felt obviously not included. Um, I felt shamed, you know, um, among many other words. And um, it was so hard. Like, I, I felt like I was missing that spiritual guidance and that spiritual, um, uh, I don't know, journey, I guess. And, um, and I couldn't find it anywhere, um, at least not in New York. There were a couple of um, congregations and things like that, interfaith um, uh, places. Um, but um, I never felt, like, quite um, included for lack of a better word. So I, I, I can appreciate everything you, you've shared. Um, definitely news to me. Um, uh, I worked for uh, Hasidic and Orthodox um, Jewish uh, companies in the past. Um, and they're the most compassionate group of people I've ever met and, and dealt with. Um, but definitely um, felt, you know, judged and <laughs> oppressed about my sexual orientation when it came to that, at least. Um, so that's... They were scratching their heads, right? Like, yeah. what do we do about this? Yeah. But, um, you know, people are acculturated a certain way. And so those who have interaction beyond their communities, you know, they get their eyes opened. And then guess what? Within their own communities, obviously there's, there's people in the community. And unfortunately, they have to hide a part of who they are. So there is a great sense of compassion, a growing awareness don't remember the name of the movie i think maybe it was called when god shudders and they it was an indie movie where someone went and filmed um gay lesbian orthodox jews and they their faces were hidden okay at that time they were hidden and it was kind of avant-garde to say hey you know you may think 
all you have to do is pray it away. But when you hear these people's statements, you'll understand it is who they are. Yeah. And I think it I think it started to change some heads in the Orthodox community and was very interesting for all strings of Judaism to watch. I have a question from my friend Alyssa Burkett uh, in New York. Um, and she's asking, how do you share your message of faith and God to help people, um, I guess, unify? That's a very broad question, but if you can sum it up. And when you look in the, and we, we call it the Torah, which is the first five books of the Bible, what Christians would call the Old Testament. People love to point to certain verses to make their case. And if, and if we went only by that, you know, there would still be slavery, all right? We would still, um, we would, um, a rebellious son would be put to death. So the reality is no branch of Judaism will take the Torah or the Bible literally. And so what I do is I understand, and Reformed Judaism understands that it's, that Judaism grows and we understand what it means to have, be in relationship with God. And so the primary message that I will say is that um, we are created but Selim Elohim, which is in the image of God. And if you believe God doesn't make mistakes, then hello, here we are. We're not a mistake. We are committed through God's love. And therefore, we are entitled to not only God's love, but the respect and love of our fellow human beings. And if we start from that point of view, then all that's left is to listen and to understand and to to go forward. I mean, that's it. That's beautiful. Right? Yeah. She also asks, (laughs) if you could invite one person to Shabbat dinner, who would it be? Oh, who would would it be? Yeah. Oh, my God. Better alive. Maybe Rabbi Akiba. Oh, you mean oh. you mean uh, like living or living or dead? Either way. Yeah, I'd love to meet Rabbi Akiba, but um, maybe uh, Golda Meir, <laughs> because you know here here is this Jewish lady from Russia to Milwaukee to Israel, and she accomplished so much, and yet she, she had her own flaws. And I would just love to talk to her about it. You know, what made you such a passionate Zionist? And and how were you able to be in the same room with a bunch of guys and hold your own in your kitchen, literally in her kitchen cabinet? So she's always been a hero of mine. But I could probably list a whole bunch of people, you know. The list goes on of my Jewish heroes. Kiva? If you, if you ever did somehow manage to get Rabbi Akiva at your house for Shabbat dinner, I would really like to come over. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sure uh, a lot of people would. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your um, your congregation. Um, so my congregation was actually founded in 1974. And it was a breakaway from a synagogue known as Temple Beth Shalom, which is a conservative temple. And that time... The t- this, the town was fairly small, maybe 150,000 people. Um, and they felt that there needed to be a, a liberal Jewish presence. And it started over a coffee table in someone's home. And eventually they hired a rabbi and then another rabbi. And then the congregation kind of split. And it, it really was on danger of folding. And they hired another rabbi who didn't work out. And it was really in danger. And then... They interviewed me. I was all of 30 years old. So I know you guys can do your math. And um, it's been a beautiful relationship. I built two buildings for them. And we relocated from Desert Inn and Eastern area to Henderson, uh, Green Valley. And uh, we've grown from 60 families to nearly 600. And um, we're really one of the largest, if not the largest synagogue in the state of Nevada. So we pride ourselves on reaching out to the community. I'm very big on interfaith and trying to find partnerships within our community to do good work and to make a difference. That's the key. Um, you got to find partners. How's your work with, um, with the youth? 
so we have several youth groups. We have, um, it's called um, Nidi, which is near to Mead Temple Youth. And then the little ones are called Itty Bitty Nidi, because <laughs> it's cute. And then there's a middle one, which is the teens of near to Mead. So they, they're taught, you know, a little bit about what it means to be part of a community. And they always have social justice projects. And so that's our youth group. But then we also have a school, uh, a religious school and a Hebrew school. Um, we actually rent out to an Orthodox day school, which is very large. And, um, and so our relationship with, with the kids is just part of our program. And we always try to take them on a, a social justice uh, field, not, not a field trip, um, like a weekend where they can learn to do what we call tikkun olam, which is the Hebrew term meaning repair a broken world. Um, whether it's Los Angeles or New York or the Deep South, uh, we've taken them to a lot of different places over the year. That's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. I know sometimes the parents say, well, can you just take them to their bedrooms and get them to clean it up? <laughs> that would really be a repair of the world. So I understand that. Sometimes repair begins at home, right? <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, I work with second, uh, second. I was going to say second-year-olds, eight-year-olds. <laughs> and sometimes I'm, I'm frightened about, like, my future. And I'm like, wow, these are our leaders. I mean, I hope, like, somebody makes a difference <laughs> in their person, lives. Yeah, second person today who said that to me. Don't be afraid. <laughs> be scared, maybe, but don't be afraid. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's frightening. Kiva, do you have any other questions? But um, I, I, I want to just mention for a moment, you know, when I tease, don't be afraid. We live in a turbulent time. Let's, let's face it, you know. Um, you can live in your echo chamber, and, and it reinforces what you think, and that, that sometimes gives you strength. But it also serves to divide the community because people aren't listening to each other and they're not working not only across the aisle, but across races and religions. And that's why I'm so big on interfaith, because we, we don't sit there and think, oh, we have the same stance on abortion or homosexuality. We don't focus on what we don't share in common. We focus on what we do. And at the heart of most religions, is the desire to do good. And there are, you know, parts of every religion where, oh, you go, well, you know, I can't go there with you. But there's a lot where you can. What about the poor? What about welcoming the stranger? What about health care? What about education? Right. We got a lot of issues where we, we need to show compassion and we need to know that, that battles that are won, unfortunately, they often don't stay won. And therefore, we have to keep educating the next generation and say, you know what? I need you to learn about this. It's not just history. Right. It's, it's values. Right. And it, certainly, right? there are a lot of more issues that unite us rather than divide us that we can focus on. Well, that's why it's important to find partners, for sure. Ashton, you're very quiet today. Yeah, <laughs> What's going on? Over there, there? Ashton. Uh-huh. No, guys, no. <laughs> I was waiting for the uh, the right moment. I, I love that you say that, Rabbi, because I think it's very important. You know, the, the younger community and the younger generation, uh, they don't have the same issues that, you know, all of us on this podcast had during our, our time, you know, and they are definitely the future. And they're a little bit more open and... Um, confident in who they are at early ages. So it's very important that they have the right foundations and they have the right leaderships to to keep humanity just moving forward. I do have a question for you since you, for those that are listening that are also here in Henderson, um, if someone wanted to come and, and attend service with you, is there, I know with every different religion, you know, there's a preferred practice or a preferred way to do that. Um, is it open for anyone to come and attend or what does that oh, look like? No, you get, you got to ask Kiva. If, if she gives the okay, you can come. She's, <laughs> she's Kiva, do we have an okay? I, I, am the, I am the keeper of the gates for the LGBTQ community. Right, you have to go and through I just Kiva. open them all. Okay. Just, they're just open. So our <laughs> services tend to be on Friday night at 7 p.m. Once a month or at 6.15. So 
folks are welcome. And um, and if anyone wants to actually have a tour, then it's helpful if you let us know in advance, and then I can make time to, or have a volunteer make that happen. And if it's their first time and they let you know an usher know, then you know they can match them up with Kiva or someone else, and they can sit with them, and then they'll know when to stand, when to sit, and all that. But um, the other thing, which is an option now, is all of our services are web streamed. So you may want to say, oh, I'm going to go look on, on the web stream a couple times just so I get a sense of how welcoming they are and, and how this, the songs are and so forth. So nowadays I can recommend that they go to lvnertome.org, which is our website, and uh, you can click on our web stream on Friday nights at 7 and you can watch the service. Um, what's the other way, Kiva? So it's Facebook and YouTube, right? Yeah, if you look you up, tuned uh, in that way, can we'll you get that me? from Leslie and add it on the show notes. So you guys, all you have to do is just click on the link from our podcast, and you'll be connected to um to other resources yeah. and ways of getting there. So the the short answer is yes. Everyone's welcome. You got it. Thank uh, you, Rabbi. Is there a message of um? We're going through such weird times. Uh, living through such weird times. Is there uh, something you'd like to share with us to keep us at at, at ease a little bit. <laughs> well, again, I had this conversation with someone earlier today. So, first of all, why is the question popping up? Well, we had, you know, a, a rocky ride with the last administration. Now we have COVID. Now we have the war in Ukraine. And so, you know, you can count the years and it's like, and now we have inflation. And so all of these things are really unsettling. And therefore, we have to do a few things. One, we have to be resilient. And resiliency comes with um, hope and faith. It's an attitude and a belief. That, that's what it is. So you have to be hopeful that the world will be better. And you have to look in the mirror and say, guess what? I'm going to help make it so. And you have to understand also that um, there are always going to be things that happen in life that we disagree. And if your decision is to simply turn off the TV and hide because it makes you feel better, then you're going to have to own up to the fact that you're part of the problem because you're not engaged in making change happen. So don't be part of the silent majority that just shakes your heads and say, this is just terrible. There's nothing I can do. There is always something that a person can do. You change one mind, you change one life, you get involved in one project, pick, pick it out. And in that moment, you are partners with God and you are, you are pushing forward uh, the direction towards hope. And that's what I advise people. I love that. Stand tall. That's my motto. Stand tall. Stand I love tall. that. Kiva. You know, I, I'd like to add something to that. I will tell you that um, on the uh, lvneartome.org website, um, over the last uh, couple of years, um, the rabbi has been publishing on a pretty regular basis um, various topics in the time of corona. So um, the stuff like unity in the time of Corona, uh, technology and community in the time of Corona. And there's just all of these like so awesome. I mean, I'm looking here right now and I see probably 50 different messages. And I will tell you that he is an amazing author of words and really has uh, just some really comforting, awesome messages for people you, who might be interested. I will. Announce it here for the first time. I'm working on getting them published. So keep your fingers uh, oh, you know, awesome. together awesome. that I will be successful in making that happen. Um, the first essay was called yeah. Love in the Time of Corona. Yeah. It, and I only intended to write one essay. And it was to both give people hope and to remember them to find love. Um, and, you know, you wear a mask during Corona, right, during COVID. So what is there left? The eyes, the window to the soul. So that's what we need to do is see each other 
and let people feel that they are seen. Because when people feel that they are invisible, they are not only not resilient, they, um, they feel marginalized. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Rabbi, before we let you go, um, would you like to share anything else with us or any, I don't know. I I just, I know what your podcast is focused on, but I also want to remind people that no one is one thing. So this is an important part of who you are, but none of us are one thing. To me, climate change is so important right now. I don't care who you are. If we don't work towards combating climate change, it's not going to matter how different we are. Exactly. So, so t- take up this issue, but look towards other issues that we can lift each other up and support each other because there are many battles to be, to be fought. Yes. And when we see the world like that, like, oh, I don't care whether you're black or white or LGBT, or, or, you're just a human being. Right. And we need to change the world. That's the direction I'm going, if, if that makes sense. Yes, for sure. Fight, the sm- fight, you know, the smaller wars. But remember, there's a big battle brewing, and we all have to get on the same page to uh, make sure that our world is there for us, for our children, and our children's children. So exactly. I'm there. I see you. I hear you. I welcome you to Congregation Near Tamid. And thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you for sharing with us and for making time for us. I appreciate Thanks, you. Rabbi. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. I can't wait to meet you in person, Rabbi. All right. I'll see you. I'll see you in shul. All right. See you tomorrow night. Okay. <laughs> Bye. This was awesome. Thank you, Kiva, for sharing that with us. He's such an awesome dude. I'm telling you. He's yeah. He's like I um you know, I converted. Um and you know, I wasn't even a hundred percent sure that I wanted to do that. Like I knew I wanted to, um, but I one of my first questions to him was, "Well, what if I start this process and and by the time I get to the end, I say I don't want to do this?" And he's like, "That's cool." You know, I mean, just like from day one, um, just such a wonderful, accepting, caring individual. Um, and, you know, being raised um, in a um, Christian environment, um, that was that was like so refreshing to see, yeah. um, which I have no issue with with Christianity or any other religion or belief. In fact, I have a lot of um, I'm akin to a lot of Buddhist beliefs um, and spent some time uh, in that world, uh, but not enough to commit. But I will tell you that. Um, I just, I have so much respect and, um, you know, definitely, uh, you know, he, he, he's always so earnest in what he has to say. And, you know, he's, he has become, you know, literally like a spiritual father to me. Um, and, um, you know, there's one thing he didn't mention is there's a, um, so my fiance's synagogue in California, they actually have a trans rabbi of over there and then we have a a trans rabbi um that's up at the center um here that you can call the center and tell them you'd like to talk to a jewish rabbi and they will hook you up with her um and um you know just so much more acceptance i think he was kind of uh i think he was almost um uh minimizing you know the the commitment that i see uh, you know, as a as a lesbian, you know, being a part of the I always call it the alphabet mafia, mm-hmm. um, you know, being a member of the alphabet mafia and going into a situation like this. I mean, I think I maybe take it more um, to heart than maybe he would even understand just because we do go so many places uh, in terms of spiritually seeking and it's very limited on where we can find homes. Um, so I really appreciated him taking the time out to to talk with us. And thank you guys for for agreeing to that and, and letting him give a good message to put out there. 
Yeah, we were talking before we went live, um, before we started recording, and I was sharing with him that, you know, we don't just um, celebrate or, or share stories from people in our community, because just like he said, we'd just be like bouncing in our own little circle as opposed to like expanding. Um, so we we welcome everyone who wants to, um, every, any ally who wants to celebrate or share any anything um, that's going on in their lives or anything that they're part of. Um I think that's very important for all of us to do, to be open. Um, <clears throat> also, I, I felt bad because he said, I'm like, how much time do you have? He's like, I got 20 minutes. And I, like, we took a little more, but uh, he was so graceful about it. And um, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, he's got a pretty tight schedule. So, um, you know, I, I always, you know, appreciate when I get the time, you know, to be able to have and, and go for some direction and and guidance, you know? Yeah. We were Um, talking about, um, oh God, I just blanked out. (laughs) We were talking about, um, I don't know what it was. It definitely went away. I'm on some medication now and I have like pregnancy brain. I'm not pregnant, nor will I be. Um, but, uh, yeah, my mind has faded. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Keith, I definitely want to say I am interested in attending uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday oh, at 7 p.m. Is that correct? Yeah, um, I'll send you a message uh, okay. to make sure there's one one of the um, one time a month. They actually uh, go at 6, 615 uh, because it's a family focused uh, Shabbat service. And I don't know if you're familiar, but Shabbat is like the Sabbath um, in Judaism and, um, the, uh, night actually. So when the sun goes down, that's actually the beginning of the Jewish day. Um, and that comes straight from Genesis where, um, you know, specifically God saw, uh, the night in the day, and that was the first day, right? So, um, that's where Judaism gets that, um, you know, they took it literally. Well, the morning is technically, you know, at at nightfall. So um, every Friday night there is a Shabbat service, and um, it's about an hour long. And if you want to go tomorrow night, I'm going, and just I'll message you and tell you when and where. Definitely, let's do it. All right, sounds good. I love it. Bringing people together. <laughs> yeah. I um I wanted to give the shout out. Uh, not to change the subject, but um, I wanted to give a shout out to some new listeners we have. Um, we have over 126 new listeners um, on, well, followers, at least on Facebook. And uh, let's see here. Um, Ashton and I were talking about all the places, or was that you, Kiva? We were talk- I think it was with you, Ashton. We were talking about all the people that are listening to us uh, around the globe. And just recently, I see Vietnam, Malaysia, Morocco, Kenya. We have one person listening to us in Kenya. <laughs> uh, we have a listener wow. in India, um, a couple of listeners in Austria and Denmark. Uh, we see you people. We see you. Um, Russia, Taiwan, uh, China, Slovenia, Czech Republic, Puerto Rico. Uh, I was like wondering where my people were at. Um, uh-huh. Spain, Indonesia, Switzerland, Turkey, Nigeria, Hong Kong, we have listeners in the Bahamas for the first time. Um, Sweden, Finland, Ghana, Thailand, uh, Myanmar, uh, Vanuatu. This is a new country for me. Vanuatu. Vanu- Vanuatu. Vanuatu. <laughs> uh, the Arab Emirates, um, Uganda, Bangladesh, Saudi Arabia, guys. I mean, like places where you don't hear of you know, diversity. Uh, That's pretty awesome. Romania, Egypt, Iran, Iceland, Antigua, those that just makes me happy. It it opens, I don't know. Um, um, My heart's really warm over this. That is amazing. That is phenomenal. Thank you to everyone in all of those places, because I definitely cannot remember all of them to say them all. (laughs) Can I say though, as the only single person on the podcast, can you share a link? Okay. Thank you guys. (laughs) for sure we're still waiting on your social media i I sent it over to you you didn't get it no i did not (laughs) i thought i posted it in the facebook i got you i'm gonna post it in it in our um in our message and uh 
Yeah, I, I did send it to Mar on the Instagram. Well, I didn't send it to her. I found her on Instagram and have been mm-hmm. checking out her podcast. Uh, shout out if she's listening, which is yeah. uh, pretty awesome. Also, that's a lot of places. How do, how do you feel? Let's can we can do we have a couple of moments like you ask us? Do you have some time to talk about that? How do you feel about that? About all the listeners? Yes. How does that make you feel? I, it feels overwhelming. Um, to know that like we're giving a, a space, you know, for half an hour we're, we're being um, heard in all these countries and that we're providing a little bit of, I don't know, headspace for people that don't, you know, don't, that don't have um, uh, the community or the friends or family to, um, to be open with and that we can, they can relate to us somehow uh, through our voices and the stories that we share. So that's pretty cool. It, it feels really cool to be able to do that it's and provide good. that. It's amazing. Thank you. You should feel that that's a great feeling that you should feel on your end to know that it's that space that you're able to provide. One person can make such a huge impact. I think you like need to read that list again because it's just I think it needs to resonate and you really hear it. That's a lot of places. And that was only half of the list. I didn't read the ones on top. Yeah. Um, but that's pretty awesome. We, um, we started about seven years ago and I was telling Rabbi, um, Axelrod that, um, he's like, how, you know, how'd you get started? How did this come about? And, um, I don't know if we've shared on the podcast before, but it was just a space to share, um, the things that we couldn't speak to with, that we couldn't speak to, um, with our like families and our coworkers and, um, and our friends, the things that we were hiding because we couldn't be openly gay at work. We couldn't be openly gay with our families. Um, and it just became an outlet, um, you know, to just share how we were doing (laughs) just something as simple as that. Like, how are you doing? Um, and Kiva, I don't know if I told you this, but like when we moved to Nevada, 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 <laughs> Nevada, uh, that was one of the first things we noticed uh, as a community. People actually want to genuinely know how you're doing. And, you know, when you're coming from a place from New York, when you say how you're doing, how, how, how you do and you're saying hi. And then you keep on walking like nobody actually answers, nor we wait for the answer. And at work, people are like, hey, so how are you doing? And like, they actually generally want to hear, you know, what's going on and, and how you're, you know, and how you're doing. So I think that's wonderful. Um, that's, that's definitely one of the pros of moving here. It's beautiful. Did you experience you know was- that, Ashton? Sorry, Kiva. Uh, so, you know, the South is a little bit different. People move at a much slower speed. Uh, so how are you doing generally turns into somebody cooking something and then you're talking about life. And then here, you know, it's, you went over there on Tuesday and now it's Saturday. So in the South things just move a little bit slower. Um, but I do notice that here being on, on this side of the world, the West coast is a little bit more chill. It's, it's even more laid back than what the South is. You know, it's, I, I love the vibe here. It's, it's fast enough to, still feel like you're in the city, but still also have some type of uh, connection of Southern hospitality. So, I mean, I love it. For sure. Kiva, we interrupted you. What were you going to say? Well, I, I was just going to say, going back to that list that of different countries that you were reading, one of the things that kind of stuck out to me as you were reading the list is, you know, and there were some that I'd like, I, I have no idea. I never knew there was a country called that. <laughs> Um, and that's awesome, <laughs> you know, so I, I think there isn't there like 300 and something countries yeah. actually in the world, I, you know, and we, we, we all know about 30 of them and that's about it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I was thinking about, you know, places like, uh, you know, United Arab Emirates, for example, um, and some, some other countries where, um, you know, Russia, you know, where there's people that could be listening to you know our little spot here in vegas that we're trying to talk about like and where they live in some cases they could be in death in danger of death for being as open as us sitting here on this podcast you know talking about you know the things that we're talking about and that that's really what struck me and i think it's cool to think wow, you know, maybe we're, maybe we're providing, you know, some comfort, you know, to those people, um, you know, and maybe some inspiration for, uh, you know, that they, they're not, they're not alone. We're everywhere, yeah. you know, we're, we're everywhere, but they, they used to say back in the nineties, 
eighties and nineties, the big thing was look, 10% of the people in the world are LGBT, you know? And I, and I always remember that like, wow, 10% of the people, that means, you know, one out of every 10 people, you know? So, and I, and I am assuming that's worldwide and maybe that's higher now, yeah. you know, with the, um, with the, the inclusion of the rest of the alphabet mafia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but Which, that just, that kind of made me feel good, you know, to think about, you know, people can listen and, and, you know, maybe have some, maybe it's good for them. Yeah. You know, that's kind of cool. That alphabet mafia came for me once. They were like, how come the title says LGBT? What about everybody else? And I'm like, listen, that's how it started, okay? And if, if you see our, our heading, if you follow us on social media, uh, handle at LGBT podcast on Instagram, by the way. Um, if you follow us, you, 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 you'll see right under us, it says a space for LGBTQIA plus and everyone else who, uh, who doesn't find a space in that alphabet mafia um, to, to feel included and to, um, to find a moment of maybe, you know, to be able to relate to someone um, where they don't have that in their daily lives. So um, if we're able to just touch one of you guys anywhere out there, that's pretty awesome. That that just makes my day and my year. So that's pretty cool. Um, I wanted to take a moment to thank you, Kiva and Ashton, for um, for being here for us and for being our new voices and for being so graceful all the time. Um, it's it's noticeable and um, it's you guys are so charismatic and like happy all the time, no matter what the subject is. Um, oh, so girl. thank you for that. <laughs> Let me get it. Okay. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you, I just, I almost did not make it on here today. Um, I just came back from the desert um, on a little four wheel drive, camping out in the desert. Kind we of can't get you out of the desert, man. Um, with my cousin, my cousin is visiting this week. So me and her, my son, we went out um, I've got one of those rooftop tents on my truck and, you know, we're all set up. Great. We come out to leave, to come back. Cause I'm like, well, I want to come back home, you know, a certain time today we left, got on a regular main road and something's wrong with my transmission on my truck. So I just literally, I had, it's, I'm waiting for somebody to tell me that they've towed it. Um, my, my, you know, we had to get all this crap out of my truck and put it in my mom's car. I'd call my mom to come and get me. I was <laughs> like, Oh my God. And you know, she came to get me and I got, and I'm, I'm so dirty right now. I'm glad this is a podcast and not a video thing because I, <laughs> well, there goes that guys. You guess you won't be saying that episode. This episode. But anyway, so there's my crying and bitching, you know, over, <laughs> for my daily trials. But you're smiling about it. But um, you know what, though? I mean, we're all home safely and we didn't get stuck out, you know, in the middle of nowhere where, you know, we didn't have access to a tow truck and, you know, that kind of stuff. My son's home safe and Yay. we're all good. So in the end, it's it's all good. It's just a part of the adventure. It's going to make you memorable. So it's just another little part of the adventure. We're glad you're back and that, you know, for a minute there, I was concerned. I thought you weren't going to come back. I thought you were going to send us a message like, hey, guys, just not going to have any internet ever because I'm not coming back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Nomad. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. Perspective. I think about it sometimes. I think about it sometimes going, just going off the grid and just, to, you know, out You don't have to pay taxes kids. out there. After out, out schooling the kids and, you know, just nature school and, you know, that's, that's my, it's kind of a dream life, I guess, you know, but it's not really realistic at this point. Should have started it way back. <laughs> so, um, with that said, guys, uh, don't forget to follow us, subscribe on Apple, um, Apple podcast, wherever you're following us or listening to us, um, just hit that subscribe button so that you can get, um, notifications whenever we have a new episode um leave us a review because that's how people find us that's how people in our community when they go searching um we come up and we become visible so if you it takes two seconds go find your phone go to apple podcast go to spotify we are on pandora iHeartRadio. 
um, Google Podcast, Stitcher. I mean, WordPress, wherever you want to find us, we are available. And if we're not, let us know. We'll we get there. Um, and just leave us a review. Let us know that uh, you appreciate our time. And um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's also like gratifying to see that how many of you are listening and, and what your thoughts are. Um, we shared a few episodes back. Um, we had an episode on trauma um, and specifically um, sexual abuse. And I realized after I posted that, while we shared a lot of resources on the show notes where you guys can get help and, and find resources, um, we kind of left that episode on like frustration and just like an overwhelming sense of, holy crap, we're doomed um, kind of thing emotionally. Um, and so I want to, I want to find, um, uh, providers and I want to find people that can come and share, um, how they're healing and, and what their journey has been healing. And, um, and that's been on my mind for <laughs> a few episodes in a few weeks, um, because I, um, I've seeked help since and, um, and I want to share that with you guys and I want to help other people by maybe bringing somebody on. So if you know anybody, um, that's a, that's a professional, um, and you know, trauma or, uh, PTSD and things like that, that can come on, um, send us a message, email us at LGBT chat podcast at Gmail, also on the show notes, um, and just reach out. Um, so a lot of good things coming on in the future, um, and also our lovely host. I'm looking forward to just spending time with the three of us sharing uh, what's going on with our lives. Uh, if Kiva finds internet. Um, <laughs> and um, we hope to get Angel for you guys soon. Uh, our poor, poor Angel, he's he's going to school. He has two jobs. Um, and then he also finds time to help with his family. So he's like, you know, he's just he, he needs to be where he needs to be. So we miss him. We adore him. So he'll be here when he's here. That's it. Stop asking. <laughs> I, I made the joke uh, in our group that uh, he was like Charlie of the angels. And I just realized when you said it, there are three of the angels. So like we are the three angels and he is truly Charlie. <laughs> he is definitely Charlie. <laughs> for sure. Um, I have a, let's get that sound for you. Nope. Not that sound. <laughs> This is the quote time, the quote time, quote time. All right. Uh, our quote for today is by, oh my God, this is how great things work, right? I randomly opened this page. This is my favorite author, uh, Mitch Album. He wrote um, The People You Meet in Heaven. He wrote uh, Tuesdays with Maury. I think they made a movie about that. Um, if you need a cry, that's a book to pick up because you will be sobbing for days. Um but his quote says, sometimes when you sacrifice something precious, you're not really losing it. You're just passing it on to somebody else. Nice. I love it. Yeah. Uh, and if you haven't checked that much album, go check them out. <laughs> awesome. Love Do you it. guys have any other words of um, encouragement you'd like to share with us? He was very wise. She always has something. <laughs> you guys know I'm always like, going to come with something for sure. I was I was letting that ponder. I was really she's thinking like, about one? that. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about that, and you know what actually just came to mind when you read it? Uh, no, no lie whatsoever. Uh, what we were talking about when we first started with what was going on with my friend. Um, you know that it kind of goes. I, I got to find a way to make it link and connect for me, and the way that I'm doing that, you know, not speaking this on her for sure, but. We all have an expiration date at some point, right? So just that, when you lose something precious, it goes somewhere else. So, you know, that I felt like that one, that one, that one was for me today. So thank hey. you. I, I don't even have any words on that because I got to take the rest of it in. But thank you. Cuba, thank you. Anything you'd like to share before we go? Uh, words of wisdom. If you recreate and out in the, uh, beyond the lights and beyond the capabilities of cell phone service, uh, I would recommend a satellite communication device. Um, they come in really handy. <laughs> when you break down in the desert. Not a survival kid. kit. Yeah. 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 I that too. I love it. All these uh, desert uh, crazy movies come to mind every time. 
I, I think of you in the in the wild. Hills have <laughs> eyes come to mind every time for me. Every time, I hills have eyes. I'm say, like, hills, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> There's all Listen. kind of memes out there with those people on it from that movie, and I'm always getting memes with their little faces, like looking at you over. They the, know you well. Oh my god. <laughs> they know you well. Oh, guys, um, it's been wonderful. Thank you so much, um, Rabbi Axelrod. Um, again, we'll add all the links to the show notes so you guys can just easy, just peasy, just click on the link and um, and get there. Um, Kiva, thank you so much for sharing him with us. You're welcome. I'm, yes, I thank was, you. I was really uh, I was pretty excited about that. He's an important part of my life. That's awesome. I'm I'm so grateful. I look forward to checking it out. Maybe like he said, um, uh, the streaming, uh, just to see how it goes. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll, I'll send you a link. You can you can watch it through Facebook. They wow. do a live stream on Facebook, and they do um the, through their YouTube channel. So they have both of the live streams going on at once um, for Shabbat services. So anybody in the world that has access to you know, Facebook, American Facebook or um, uh, YouTube can can watch live stream uh, services. That's awesome. Um, uh, if you guys could just hang on before after we go. Um, guys, it's been awesome. It's been wonderful. Don't forget to follow us and subscribe again at LGBT podcast on Instagram and uh, find us on uh, any podcasting pl- platform that you listen to and, and leave us a review. Uh, we totally appreciate you and we thank you for your time and your headspace until next time everybody happy trails thanks for listening to the lgbt chat don't forget to subscribe and remember the grass is always greener where you water it till next time